It's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. All right, boys. What's what's out the gating? You can't hear? Technology. No, I can't hear. I can't hear anything. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Hello, hello, We're having hello, headphone hello, difficulties. Hello. And uh, we might as well start again. All right. It's out the gate. Shut out the gate. Happy Thursday. Welcome, lads. Um, Tim, I like your shirt, first and foremost. Big bunnies guy. Huge. Um, did you work for them? No. No, no, you did the Melbourne Storm. Did the Storm. Storm. Uh, these guys back in the day, that uh, company ISC uh, that makes their stuff used to have a big sale at the end of every season and I think at the time they had like Port Adelaide, Sydney, footy clubs and a couple of rugby teams so bought up a heap and used them as gym tops and they are quality as I can attest as I'm wearing them 10 years later. So I respect that. I respect that uh, This was like 15 bucks and it's like, yeah, legitimately I would have worn it. Three, four hundred times. Yeah, perfect training top. Still rolling. Easy. Minimalism. No, I like it. Mm. I like it. Um, boys, straight into the topic. Last night, saw on Facebook, you know me, I'm always scrolling. and Death scrolling. Yeah, doomsday scrolling, <laughs> yeah. No, but this time it was... No, no, you're right. I was doom scrolling. I was looking at cars uh, on Facebook, and a little ad popped up that said, Choose Happiness. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. It said, choose happiness, Ballarat. So I clicked on it, took me to a website, obviously, and it was an event that happened last night, uh, hosted by the Melbourne Buddhist Society, I think it was called. And it was like a $10 thing to get a ticket to go and watch a Buddhist nun monk. So this lady is a nun, which I don't know what technically means, is a monk and is of the Buddhist faith. I know nothing about Buddhism, but I know that they're quite spiritual, deep thinking, peaceful people is what my perception of them was. And I said, old Hannah, let's go. We're doing it. Uh, We get there. Some guy comes up to us. It was at the Mechanics Institute here in Ballarat. And he goes, oh, there's a couple of seats at the front. And Hannah, my partner, she said, no, I don't want to sit at the front. I walk straight to the front, sit down. There was no one in the front row. And I thought, imagine being that monk, nun, Buddha. Buddhist, nun, monk, who would be at the front watching everyone else and there's just four seats at the front empty. So we sat there and we had the best time. It was the best talk ever. It was very powerful. A lot of stuff that didn't resonate, but a lot of stuff that did. Um, and a quote that was said, and I wrote it down. I wrote it down because I haven't stopped thinking about it. So your happiness is privileged to keep yourself and own. Your happiness is privilege to keep yourself and own. And that got me. And it really got me because happiness is different to everyone. And this monk was talking about how we constantly sometimes search for happiness in external things, in external um, material items that we think are going to make us happy, whether it be food I've been down that path before, um, whether it be drugs, alcohol, cars, money, women, whatever it may be. And he's talking about how happiness is a feeling, 
but then she said that quote, which was by uh, the guy's name, Sad Guru. Um, I think he's a, a philosopher um, who is, is of the Buddhist faith. Your happiness is privileged to keep yourself and own. And I thought, well, let's start, let's get in deep for the year. Happiness. What is it to you guys? Where do you find it? How do you hold on to it? What is it for you? When So Jack sent through a message uh, with a little prompt that said something along the lines of what is happiness to you and so on. Um, and like it literally only took two seconds to think of it and straight away it was just like when uh, when you're not thinking about anything else and you just like can be relax and be present in the moment with Sarah and the boys. Um, and it's just like, yeah, there might be whatever else is going on, but like you can just like completely concentrate in that moment on what's actually going on um, and just like sort of smiling uncontrollably or laughing or whatever along those lines. Um, but it's sort of almost sort of it as like uh, two points, as in like there's like the shorter term immediate sort of situation like that and then there's like um, the periods of time where you go through and just everything seems to be going well and you can just, yeah, like your mind is clear, like you, you just feel good um, and like it might be like a, a week that everything's gone right at work, everything's gone right at home, like you're exercising, everything's feeling good and just like no matter what you do, you just feel like good and, and happy um, and then, yeah, obviously the 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 more shorter term in the moment sort of thing where you can just clear your mind and do that. It's what came to my head. I, I love that you said it was there within three seconds mm. of reading it. Like that's awesome. That's really cool, Barnsey. I think it's uh, when I'm truly happy. It's when I'm doing exactly what I want to do at the any moment. Um, and so, like, a, a perfect example is that is summer holidays. You'd wake up, I'd go to the gym, I'd run, I'd go for a swim at the beach, and that was my choice. No one, there was no constraints about where I had to be, what I had to be doing, and I just feel as though that's that solitude and pure happiness uh, for myself. But I completely agree with you, Walshie, where there, there are moments which bring you happiness and then there are states in which you're feeling happiness throughout it as well. Um, but I also think it's happiness is one of those things that you've got to go and find as well and bring to yourself quite regularly because if you're not searching for happiness and you just expect it to happen because that's what your expectations are, I think you're going to be waiting for a long, long time, um, which can cause you to be quite miserable and, and flat. So I think you've got to know what, brings you happiness whether that's in those long states or whether that's a little short burst to, to yeah brighten up your day now um Bunzi, like how you said to find happiness um how do we find happiness just within ourselves obviously we we can all do things be around people and, and do things that bring us happiness but how do we have that feeling just within without anything else. I think you've just got to be in the right state and put yourself in that environment enough that you want to be in where you will eventually just feel happiness. A perfect example was on the weekend, I travelled three and a half hours to Wangaratta. Um, I stayed in this dingy little hotel. Um, 
I raced, I think I got back to the hotel Saturday night at like 9pm and I was sitting there heating up my microwave meal and I was just smiling. I was just like, I fucking love this. Like, I chose to drive here. I chose to compete all day. I chose to finish competing late. I am choosing to eat a microwave meal in this dingy little country town that I've never been in before. Uh... And I was just so happy. Like that was that because every one of those choices that day was mine. Um, I think you can get caught up sometimes by not putting yourself into those scenarios where doing what you want enough, you just get caught up doing what other people want you to do or you feel obliged to do. But when you're doing exactly what you want at the right time, that is pure bliss. You just got to put yourself into those scenarios more often. Use the word choose. Do you think it is a choice to to wake up and go, all right, I choose happiness today? I, I definitely do. Because you can think if you woke up and were just like, I choose to be sad today because I hate my job, hate the people around me, I'm not fulfilled, I don't find any worth in what I'm doing. Like, you know, that's that's a horrible mindset to start. But if you choose to wake up and bounce out of bed, you're like, today is going to be a fucking fantastic day. I think you're going to have a pretty good day. And that's where you roadblock as well. You put in these little mental barriers where if something happens, a, a, a bump in the road kind of happens, you having something happens at work that gets you down, you're like, well, you know what, I'm not going to let that affect me because I've chosen today is going to be a good day. And that's also one of mum's 2024 mantras at the moment that, yeah, she's waking up every day and just being like, it's going to be a great day. So I think it is it is a choice, and you need to make that choice consciously. Make that choice, but it does it takes time, mm. and you need to train yourself to make that choice because it is easy to get uh, swept up with all these different things that happen in life. Tim, how do you own happiness? So you were saying about your family, obviously that the answer came straight to you, but how do you like own that feeling and go, all right, this is I'm going to hold on to this for as long as I can for when shit does get higgledy piggledy up up in the brain. Yeah, I think it's just like trying to realise how special it is and probably the, the biggest thing is like time and realising that the boys aren't going to be that age forever um, and then just like trying to bring yourself back to that and say make the absolute most of this while it's here and try and remember it. Um, and just like on the weekend, for instance, was a good example. So the boys had uh, a birthday party, one of their friends that was at daycare and they went out to... Um, the Creswick skate park sort of thing, so like the like little BMX track thing, and they've had their like their big bikes for a, a while now. They got it in their their birthday, so it's like seven months or so. Uh, but they don't really like riding them, um, so they've got these little balance bike things, and they just much rather them. And I think we're to the they're like way too big for them, so it's like nearly to the point where you have to take them off it. But there were these kids like zooming past on big bikes and stuff like that and I was getting frustrated and I was like come on you should be riding your big bikes and working that out sort of thing um but then I looked back at a video yesterday um and it was Hudson just like slowly and like they got faster as they went through but like slowly walking his way up the little hill and then lifting his feet and sliding down and stuff like that and I was like that's like they were absolutely loving it um and I was just like I wish I took more videos or whatever and I was uh, by the end of the day as they got faster I was more okay with it but I wish I had of 
not been worrying about that and just been like, oh, they're having the best time ever. Let's just let them roll with it. Um, but yeah, just like trying to remember things as much as you can, I guess. Um, make those memories and and um, yeah, just acknowledge that it's not going to be the same forever. So yeah, I like how you, you said you got to re- remind yourself, like when you looked at that video you almost have to try and do it in the moment as well. And we all can take from this as going, all right, bring it back to the moment. I'm enjoying the time with my kids, my family, my loved ones, whatever you're doing, I'm enjoying it. It's like when people say, trust the process. You've got to enjoy the now. Obviously, we always think about the future and the past and it muddles our brain, but enjoying that time with your boys, so, so special. You're going, oh, why are they not on their big boy bikes? But it's like, they will never have this time again where they're whipping around on their little bikes, having a blast at their mate's birthday party and just enjoy that now. Um, I find my mind starts to almost wish, wish for more and uh, want more. And last night, I really, the, the, the lady, the monk, sorry, who, who put it in perspective, I forget her name, but she just said she went by a monk. And I think your name gets taken away when you become a monk. And so, she was talking about, but if you could wish for one thing, wouldn't it just be for inner peace? But inner peace is is different. Someone's inner peace might be like when I'm driving my Ferrari or when I'm in my flash mansion, or it could be when I get that $50 bonus because I sold an extra car at the sales yard or whatever it may be. I'm like, all right, now I just want to wish for inner peace, but how do I check myself in the now to enjoy the moment, like I enjoy chatting to you guys and catching up, and I enjoy this moment right now. Like it gets so hard. So what I want to know from you boys, how do you kind of check yourself before you wreck yourself, before the mind goes, oh shit, like Tim, I know you locked down with your spreadsheets. If you get too carried away, last year when you were creating that new program, if you thought about it too much, you'd probably do your head in. But you locked in, you got it done, what you could in the now, and now it's done. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fine balance, I think, and like I'm not the best at it, but it's like, do you go all out and get the work that you need to have done so that you can relax? I'm probably in one of those positions now, and I remember before the holidays, definitely was like trying to get programs sorted before um, went on break, so that then could fully relax, knowing that there was nothing else to be done while I was away. Um, and it's the exact same thing now, trying to get programs done so that when baby comes, can just sort of chill out a little bit and not being stressed in the background, thinking, oh, I need to do all these programs and so on. Um, so, yeah, it's a balance between doing that but then not driving yourself into the ground at the same time uh, to achieve that. So, yeah, I don't know if there balance. is. Yeah, but then it's interesting listening to... Elon Musk's book at the moment. So someone just followed him around and asked all his loved ones questions. I think he like literally lived with him for three years. Um, so it's a pretty cool book, but um, he was talking about, um, he calls it like this maniacal sense of urgency. And it's just like, that's literally everything he does. So he might like, sleep for one hour a day or like things like that. And he'll be like hands on at the Tesla plan or whatever, trying to, work things out and I think he's definitely too far down that end but he sees himself as trying to solve all these problems like the electrification of cars trying to get 
people to live on Mars and, and mm. things like that. But the way that he sees it is that if he doesn't do it, no one else will. Um, and his life is short, so he's got to get rolling and get it done. Um, so for him, I think he's doing all these amazing things, but he probably doesn't have the time to step away and think, oh, this is this is like my inner piece or like I've succeeded with that. I just need to have a break. He just keeps on going. So he's like way too far down the other end. Mm. Kind of envy that, but then again, I, I like the balance. Yeah. I think it's good to have that. What's the word you use? Maniacal or? or? Yeah, he says a maniacal sense of urgency. So like a mate, like run around like a maniac yeah. trying to get shit done. Oh, I've got to get this. Got to do that. Got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a busybody. Yeah. And then Barnsley throwing over to you. Someone who is pretty regimental with, um, you have a tight regime. I see it every day at home, you you know, you, you're locked in and I take inspiration from that. Like I said, I take inspiration from both of you guys and Barnsley seeing how you go, yep, I go to Wangaratta, I race, I go to bed, I eat. Next day I race, I eat, I do this. Where does your mind go and how do you keep on top of it to go, all right, not too far in the future. You've got footy coming up. You've got the competition uh, with the CrossFit-type style activity you're doing. You're running the season. Like, how do you not lose that kind of future thinking but also going, all right, how do I get through now to get me to the start line tomorrow? I think it's, uh, again, we use that B word, balance, but uh, the instant versus delayed gratification is something that's always on my mind. So I know... At the moment, what I do in terms of my structure, so my my nutrition, my training, my work, my sleep, that's all working towards this delayed gratification to getting to a certain point in the future where I am giving myself the best opportunity to succeed. And that might be for stall. So at the moment, I'm, I'm dieting down, I'm losing weight, I'm eating salad and meat every single day. Um, some people would call that stupid and crazy and you're not enjoying your food. I look at that as I am working towards something that in that moment will bring me a huge, immense load of happiness because I will be performing at my best. But on the other end, I still need to, and this is where I probably lose sight every now and again, I have in the past especially, lose sight of uh, being in the present. So that instant gratification, yes, I... You know, yes, I could have dessert or yes, I could catch up with that person and have coffee even though it's late in the day and throw out my schedule a little bit. But I think it comes down to what you value at the time and what your goals are. I think there's it's okay to be in these periods where you're absolutely locked in and you are, you are working towards something in the future um, where that living in the present is potentially pushed back. Um, and I think you, you have to balance that out eventually somewhere by removing yourself from those stresses and just taking each day, each moment as it comes. I like, I like the, um, uh, the future success or how, what did you say? The yeah. Fu- yeah the, I think if you have a goal and say, uh, I'll use bodybuilding as an example. So when I stepped on stage, you know, that was four months of pretty hard work in terms of dieting down. It was six months prior to that in terms of building up. You are, you're not miserable throughout that process but you know that that moment in the future will have so much, uh, it resonates with you so much because you've accomplished something, you're going to seek out a huge amount of happiness from it. I think that overpowers uh, the monotony and how miserable you could have been during that process. So I think, 
that's not for everyone. Like some people just can't do that in terms of putting all the eggs in one basket, being miserable for say three months to have one perfect moment of success that you think about forever. Um, but for myself, I love those moments. I love training. I love the long process of yeah working towards something and I'm happy to sacrifice other moments in my life for these huge successes. But you say sacrifice, but are you still happy in the moment? Can you go back to that bodybuilding stage of your of your life? You, yes, it's you know day in day out. It's you know kind of boring, but your sense of achievement at the end of it's probably huge. But that Monday we go All right. I got to eat this many calories. I got to train this many times. You must be having some sort of fun and having happiness moments or happy times. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think you sacrifice other areas of your life. So like I didn't drink that whole process. So therefore a big part of my friendship culture and my football Australian male culture is drinking. Mm. So yes, I might've been dialed in that way and I love my training. I love my eating. I love my sleep, but I am sacrificing moments with my friends and late nights socializing for that bigger picture. But I, I'm 100% okay with that because that's my choice. I don't think it's sacrifice. I think because you're putting so much work into yourself for, for a brighter future and enjoying the, the monotony, I feel like we use that word sacrifice. It's actually like the ones who love you might go, oh, shit, Barnsley, that's crazy. But is it a sacrifice? Because you're, I don't know, like uh, – I, we almost I don't think you need to use sacrifice. It's it's not a negative thing. No. I think a sacrifice can always also be a very positive thing. But I still think it's a sacrifice. You are giving up one thing for another. And that doesn't have to be negative or positive. Mm. Um like yes, I absolutely would have loved to have socialized, drink alcohol with my mates, have late nights, party, do whatever whilst doing the bodybuilding or whatever training it might be. I just know that's not how the world works. You can't mm. have everything you want. So I'm happy to, yeah, put more energy into what's going to give me that ultimate success while passing over opportunities for other stuff. Your happiness is privilege to keep yourself and own it. Guys, I really appreciate your uh, your thoughts on this topic today. Is Yeah, it hit me hard. Uh, and I knew I wanted to bring this up because you're both happy people. You know, ninety-eight percent of of your of your waking hours, you, you're upbeat guys. Um, and I was just interested to see how you own it, and I can resonate with a lot of it. Um, currently on a journey of, um, you know, with with my diet, Barnsley, you see this firsthand, and I'm doing these crazy things. Um, my running's improved. I've dropped weight. Um, yeah, my car's failing. I don't get paid enough but I'm not focusing on those things because they bring me down to a low frequency. I, I, I want to be a high frequency person, a, an energy giver, not an energy taker. Um, and I learn a lot from you both as always. So, so thank you for sharing. Bloody good. Uh, is Tim's kombucha uh, back on the sponsorship list uh, for episode two? Tim, what was the deal? Um, It's back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boys. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate. Shut out the gate.